Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. So first, Happy New Year. I hope your celebration was a fun and safe one. The warden and I had our traditional cranberry mimosa toast and our New Year kiss, which, incidentally, is the anniversary of our first kiss many years ago. So to the warden, this is our first anniversary of 2024, and like you, I'm looking forward to the new year with a sense of optimism and renewal of purpose, and wow, that sounded really corny. But you know what? I really hope that you have that renewal, and that you don't lose it after a week or two. In fact, I hope it becomes so commonplace, so normal for you, that every day is a day of renewal. You see, in this podcast, we examine all the things that we allow to interfere with the pursuit of our dreams and the indulgence in our passions. Procrastination, fear of trying something new, the belief that we may not be good enough, ridicule from our family, friends, and even strangers, and all the other toxic habits and attitudes that get in our way in the hopes of ridding ourselves of And we all have things that we must do on a day-to-day basis, but we often forget that we can make room in our lives for the things that we enjoy. Your life is more than just a collection of your responsibilities. And in this podcast, we strive to remind you of that. How many of you are Star Trek fans? Oh, good, most of you. I was really young when the original series came out, and honestly, I wasn't all that interested in it. I mean, I got that it was the future and they had laser guns and all that stuff, but there just wasn't a lot to hold my attention until I saw Lieutenant Uhura. The late, great Nichelle Nichols with her mini dress and go-go style boots started me on the path to becoming a Trekkie. Gotta say, when she was on the screen, the future was looking pretty good. Yeah, okay, I was a pervy little boy. I wasn't the only one. Shut up. Of course, there were scenes where Uhura wasn't shown, and I didn't want to leave the room and miss any of the scenes that she was in. So I sat down, and I watched the show. Slowly but surely, I started actually paying attention to the show itself. In the intro every week, they mentioned their five-year mission to explore and seek out stuff, and to boldly go where no man had gone before. That set the idea in my mind that I should be bold when I had to go somewhere new, like a new school, or more importantly, do something I'd never done before. I wonder how many of us young kids at the time caught on to the fact that the show was telling us to be adventurous. I think Captain Kirk was supposed to be the biggest example of that spirit of adventure, but the way I saw it, Mr. Spock was that guy. He had no emotion, so he was never afraid. He was super intelligent, stronger than anyone else in the crew. And if you fought him, he would just Vulcan death grip you. Spock was definitely the character I wanted to emulate the most. Star Trek The Next Generation provided more characters that I could admire. Captain Picard is my favorite captain. Lieutenant Commander Data, the android could go from being funny to cold-blooded without ever even changing expressions. And Lieutenant Worf 
the bloodthirsty but ultra honorable Klingon was the guy you wanted behind you if trouble popped up. But of all the characters introduced in this show, the one race that I ended up admiring the most was the Borg. For those who don't know, this was a race of cyborgs that operated on a hive mind and whose technology enabled them to adapt to any weapon, projectile, or energy that was used against them. They were the most relentless threat Starfleet had ever faced, as their only goal was to assimilate every life form of a certain evolutionary status, to absorb them into the Borg Collective, eliminating emotion, individuality, history, culture, everything that we value, spouting their catchphrase, resistance is futile. It figures that they would make these beings villains, but what if the Borg were the most altruistic beings in the galaxy? dedicated to using their single-minded dedication to be a force for universal service or personal growth and advancement. Imagine setting a goal for yourself and never stopping until you achieve it. Imagine not caring if someone else mocks you for your plan. Imagine not being worried about how difficult a project might be or if you're good enough to do it or if anyone will approve of the result. Imagine that there's no room for doubt in your life. And even if the project isn't for you, but it's for someone you cared about, imagine your Borgness helping them achieve their goals. Now, let's be clear. That's only a good thing if your goals cause no harm to anyone else. Any power, any ability, any resource can be used for positive or negative outcomes. And I want to encourage you to adopt that laser-focused, fearless ambition for only the most positive ends. I want you to have the satisfaction of finishing that book and to shout to the toxic habits that threaten to stop you from finishing it. Resistance is futile. Nailing that audition as you shout down those toxic doubts. Resistance is futile. Landing that role as you shout invalidation. Resistance is futile. Producing that album as you shout against the toxic fear of new endeavors. Resistance is futile. Starting that new business. Obtaining that degree. Helping seniors preserve their dignity and quality of life. Helping your loved ones achieve their goals. All those things as you overcome the toxic habits and attitudes and shout, resistance is futile, and mean it. Then share your story with others to help inspire and guide them as they follow similar paths. By the way, there were three Borgs who managed to throw a monkey wrench into the Borg's plans. Captain Picard, who became the Borg Locutus and was later saved. Hugh, who learned humanity from the crew of the Enterprise and broke the Borg hive mind, going from identifying himself as We Are Borg to I Am Hugh, and Star Trek Voyager's Seven of Nine, who joined Starfleet and serves as a high-ranking officer. We are the good Borg. I am Wayne. You know who you are. 
and it is time to serve notice in this new year and going forward. Resistance is futile. We'll be right back. Are you enjoying the Virulent News, Toxic Habits, and Attitudes podcast with Wayne Bibbs? Have you given more thought to your own experiences and not following your dreams? Who and what you let stand in your way and what you can do to rid yourself of that toxic behavior? Now you can support Wayne's efforts to create more free content to reach more people. Please consider a monthly donation in support of the podcast so that we can continue to offer you stories from Wayne and his guests to encourage you to embrace and follow your dreams, as long as those dreams don't involve any sort of harm to yourself or anyone else. You can subscribe to the podcast on several platforms, and you can follow The Virulent News on Twitter, now X, and Instagram. The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. We thank you for your support. And we're back. A few episodes ago, I came up with a list of 10 extraordinary people. And one of the people on that list was Lucille Ball of I Love Lucy fame. And I'm about to share a little story that will explain why I felt she needed to be on my list. Back in the 60s, Lucille and her husband, Desi Arnaz, founded Desilu Productions TV studio. And they had several good shows uh, at the time, uh, but they were going through a divorce. Lucille bought Desi out and kept the company going. And uh, she oversaw several seasons of some of the more readily identifiable shows like The Untouchables, Mannix, Mission Impossible, and one other show that wasn't getting a lot of uh, a lot of attention. As a matter of fact, they shot a pilot for it, and that pilot flopped. But she kept pushing for it and pushing for it to the point where she actually funded, herself funded a reshoot of the pilot with slight casting changes it started to work and that show was star trek lucy had managed to push for it and push for it and her own board of directors told her lucy don't do this this is this is going to be a loser for you and for a while it was it was a very expensive show uh to make and produce and it was losing something like $15,000 an episode. In today's money, that's about a half a million. Nevertheless, she persisted and pushed and pushed, and it drove her to the point uh, where she actually had to sell the company. And that, uh, to, to hear from the insiders who were there at the time, that really broke her heart. Uh, it was the only thing that uh, 
professionally that she had from her days with Desi. She wanted to hold it. She wanted to make it a success, obviously. Uh, but that just wasn't meant to be. She had to sell it. But her instincts about Star Trek were correct. It became an iconic show, as you all know. And had she been able to hold on to it for, say, one more year, maybe not even a year, maybe six months, she would have been able to fully enjoy and take advantage of the success that it later became. But it's because of her that William Shatner and DeForest Kelly and Leonard Nimoy and the late, great Michelle Nichols became, and others, became the icons that they were and are. So because she kept Lieutenant Uhura on TV for me, I think that Lucy, Lucille Ball, is an extraordinary person. There's probably other reasons, but that's the one I picked her. So on behalf of all the Trekkies out there, I would like to thank Miss Lucille Ball uh, for her efforts. I'm sorry that she didn't really get to enjoy the fruits of her, lab- of her labor and insights, uh, but she definitely deserves some applause for that. And uh, God bless you, ma'am, wherever you are. Uh, you will not be forgotten. That's going to do it for this week's episode of The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I am your host, Wayne Bibbs. I look forward to speaking with you again in the very near future. But until then, take care.